This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE IntelliNews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE IntelliNews. Ukraine is running out of money. With $17.7 billion as hard currency reserves, that's almost exactly three months of import cover, the minimum economists consider to maintain the stability of a currency. With at least a billion dollars coming due this autumn, the government's been trying to raise money on the local bond market. However, the locals are running out of cash and demand has been falling off. The IMF is due in town sometime in the beginning of September, and the possibility of restarting the stalled $17.5 billion standby program is on the cards. However, it's crunch time for Ukraine. Without an IMF deal, the country is in trouble. I talked to Mikhailo Devkin from ICU in Kiev about what the prognosis is. Mikhail, the first question is obviously, can Ukraine get by without an IMF deal? How important is the IMF money to the country going forwards? Well, basically, without the IMF, Ukraine would be would find itself in a very uh, uh, problematic situation. Because first of all, uh, as you mentioned before, its reserves are close to the three percent of uh, three months of the future import. So it means that after the next payments that are due on uh, August 31st and then in uh, September, more than half a billion dollar, it uh, will likely to go below it. Uh, how, without the IMF, Ukraine will struggle, struggle to keep the, the reserves above this threshold. The government has already made some debt repayments, and I understand that it spent nearly half a billion dollars in meeting domestic demand for currency. As a result, the grievance started to slip already as it gets close to and even falls below the three-month of import cover threshold. What do you think happens next? Well, Hunya uh, is uh, subject to seasonal uh, seasonal factors. It has appreciated a lot during the um, uh, spring and uh, during the spring and early February, uh, appreciating as much as ten percent. So now we are seeing the reverse, the, the same things we saw uh, in 2017 and 2016. So basically, it is it's something that was anticipated. Uh, however, it came a bit earlier than most of us uh, expected due to this uh, negative sentiment on uh, the emerging markets. Without the the IMF that uh, deal secured, probably there will be more uh, less confidence in Hrivnia, and we are risking uh, devaluing even further than that. Demand for dollar-denominated and euro-denominated bonds on the domestic market seems to be falling off. However, the ministry did manage to get a seven hundred and fifty million dollar euro bond away last uh, last week on Friday, I think it was. They do, but uh, to be honest, this. Um, issue was a bit a bit unexpected. Uh, if you remember, a year ago, the uh, Ministry of Finance of Ukraine was successful in, uh, in issuing Eurobond for 15 years. That was the record uh, maturity. $3 billion uh, 
uh, it was uh, partially used to uh, roll the the, mat the maturing debt, and uh, half of it was used to increase actually the debt. So now we see a very short six months issue, which is not something you will see every day, and there was little uh, or no roadshow. For that issue, so there was a we can say it was a private placement, and uh, the interest rate, the yield is quite high. Actually, it's zero coupon bond, but the yield is around nine percent, so significantly higher than the current market yields of uh, one-year bonds. So that's a very short-term note with a very high yield. The bonds, uh, euro and dollar denominated that they're issuing on the domestic market, their commanding yields are something between 5 and 6%. Isn't that right? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, Minister of Finance has been placing uh, internal uh, local uh, bonds uh, with yields 5.5 uh, in dollar and 4.5 in euro. However, due to the capital controls, we can see this uh, some sort of arbitrage in uh, in uh, yields. So basically, they are uh, borrowing on the external markets by higher yields, while uh, um, local players they they are limited in their ability to take money out of the country and buy euro bonds. For example, uh, local banks are not able to buy euro bonds. Sovereign euro bonds or any other Ukrainian euro bonds. So it appears that between the 750 euro bond that the Minfin managed to raise last week and the, the tens of millions that it's been raising on the domestic market with the weekly auctions, that one way or the other the government can scrape through. However, the key is still going to be the IMF deal for next year. Clearly, the domestic market is not going to be able to raise something like the $7 billion that is needed for next year without the IMS help. And in the meantime, the demand for domestically issued foreign currency bonds is drying up, isn't it? Well, I disagree with you on the uh, low demand for the, uh, for the local uh, bonds. First of all, we are talking more uh, about the rollover of the bonds. Uh, banks, and the, as the main holder of uh, local, um, foreign, uh, local debt in foreign currency, basically are rolling their uh, debt. So Ukraine has uh, attracted a lot of you uh, and euro denominated local bonds, but it had to make uh, large repayments. Uh, basically, if we speak for uh, September alone, it has managed to attract uh, 70 or 80 million dollars more than they had to repay. Uh, however, I would not say that um, government can rely on a local market to uh, make sure it it will go through the um, the next repayment of external debt. You know, uh, the liquidity of Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian banks in foreign currency is uh, estimated to be around three uh, to four billion dollar. Obviously, uh, only part of those uh, funds can be uh, used to buy. Uh, <clears throat> local bonds, because they have to uh, conduct their daily operations, you know, hold some currency in case of depositors will come and ask for their deposits back. Uh, I believe that uh, Ministry of Finance can attract uh, 
a couple hundred dollars more, uh, uh, maybe two hundred dollars at the uh, million dollar, of course, uh, at the local uh, at the local market, and this is it. So basically, it has to rely on IMF and other financial uh, official creditors. Say for a moment that the IMF deal is delayed this autumn. The government still seems that it's going to be able to scrape through the autumn and meet its obligations. However, from next year, the delayed bonds from the Juresco deal a few years ago start coming due and redemptions go up to something like $7 billion, which is way beyond the government's ability to refinance on its own, isn't it? Well, um, basically... it. 2018 and 19 are the peak years for uh, the debt repayment. I would agree with you. Uh, I believe that our base case scenario is uh, Ukraine gets the IMF deal uh, by the end of this year, gets its tranche, get money from other creditors such as EU, 1 billion euro, and World Bank, $800 million and will negotiate uh, the next program with IMF for 2019, as the current program uh, ends in March. Is an IMF deal the only option? Can Ukraine go someplace else to raise money? Well, I believe they can go to the external markets and pay a huge price, but this is not our best base case scenario, and it's not something I would recommend government to do. Uh, considering what we've just been uh, talking about, about the uh, not very easy uh, calendar of repayments and low external reserves, I believe that the government has uh, little options but to agree uh, with the IMF terms. And basically we heard uh, the prime minister uh, actually saying that he's going to increase the, the gas tariffs. So basically, I think that uh, IMF deal would be reached. In order to get the IMF deal restarted, there are two issues on the table. The first is raising gas tariffs, domestic gas tariffs. And the Prime Minister said, started this week, ended last week, that uh, he was going to do that. So it seems that that bit's agreed. The second issue was containing spending within a budget deficit of 2.5% of GDP, I think. However, next year, of course, is an election year. And given that Poroshenko's popularity is in the toilet, you can expect the government to do a large spending campaign in order to try and undo that. However, that's going to bust the terms of a deal. Is it going to be that the government's going to promise now, say whatever it has to, in order to get the, re, uh, the IMF deal restarted? Or is there a way that the IMF can actually enforce any commitment that the government makes? Basically, the IMF deal would help them to uh, deal with the external uh, debt repayments, but they will be still unable to, uh, you know, print money and give uh, as many to the voters as they can. Why? Because uh, I believe we have uh, built successfully an independent uh, national bank that uh, is actually in the uh, cycle of increasing the interest rates then went up from 12.5% last year to the current 17.5% and maybe more in September meeting of the NBU. So basically they are increasing the interest rate uh, government is paying on new, uh, new uh, bonds in Rivia. And without them, they will have... Uh, 
basically no options uh, to in, to increase the pensions on or minimum wage to please the uh, the voters. You mentioned the independence of the central bank and the NBU, the National Bank of Ukraine, has done a fantastic job with restructuring the banking sector and also has taken some tough decisions like recently raising uh, interest rates in order to fight, fight off the inflation. However, that raises the question of to what extent um, it's going to go as with Turkey and the, and the Turkish crisis. Could that spill over to Ukraine, um, if not directly, then at least through some sort of sentiment contagion? Not the direct spillover, but I would agree that the sentiment on the on the external markets towards the emerging markets towards countries like Turkey or Ukraine is negative, and Turkey is uh, something that comes uh, to mind when talking about Ukraine, because situation, you cannot avoid it. Uh, but basically, uh, if the imports from Turkey will increase, maybe the, the, the uh, exchange rate. Mikhail, thank you very much for taking the time to talk. That was extremely interesting. All the best. Thank you. It was a pleasure.